Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. <laughs> Wait. Listen, I am I am uh, upset that nose hairs start coming out gray. That's Yeah. Not what I was expecting. Or they come out. What's that? Or they even come out. Yeah. That's upsetting in itself. Well, I'm okay cutting them off, but I just don't like cutting off gray ones. Why not? For them to be a consistent color. Why? Are you sure? What's that? At some point, you stand in front of the mirror and you're like, I'm going to die soon. What's the point? I mean, that's a valid question. What is the point? What is the point? Why die soon? What gave uh, you that idea? What's that? What gave you that idea? Uh, I, th- I think the average age is, what, 73 for a man, right? It's the highest it's been in. Uh, it's starting to go back down now, though, right? Yeah, I think COVID skewed the numbers. But 73, okay. I'm past the middle age, right? And, uh, yeah, so I'm closer to death than I was before. Yeah. And, um, I've got, I've lived longer than I have left. Yeah. If, if, if I don't buck the trend and, and, uh, I end up hitting the average. Yeah. That's depressing. If it was anybody else, I would say that's a really sad conversation and topic, but as much hell as you've given me, I don't know that I feel that way. You're past the halfway point, exactly. But you haven't hit the gray nose hairs yet, and that's when you go, huh, I'm going to die soon. Well, I mean, you were working out, what, like almost two months ago and hurt your shoulders and you still have reduced mobility? I mean... No, no, they're good now. They're it good was now. yesterday that they weren't good. They're, they're just get a little sore. I'm okay. okay. All right, that's good. Yeah, but you know, you can, you wake up sore every morning. Yeah, I do. Do you wake up sore every morning? My left shoulder. Yeah, it's hard for me to sleep on my left shoulder. It gets sore. You sleep on your side? It's or? not been sore all day long, but it's sore right now. Now that we've talked about it, you know, we've set it off. Look at what you've done, David. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it's our mattress or the way I lay on my left side or, yeah. How how old's your mattress? Uh, that's a good question. Probably four years. They say five to eight years is as long. Five as to eight years? Is as long as you can get out of the mattress. Yeah. They're three grand to get a good mattress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They. 
So you can get them cheaper online now, but they say that side sleep. Yeah, but you can't. I don't know that you can compare a three thousand dollar mattress to the eight hundred dollar one that you get from Casper or whatever. I believe it or not, they say you can. They say that they're yeah, they're very comparable. Yeah, this so one the, that we have is nice, and it's like a one of the, with the super king size or whatever yeah. thing it is, and it came in a box, just big. Yeah. So I don't if you looked up the the financials behind the mattress in the box mm-hmm. companies oh yeah i um, sent you the video right did you have a video on it yes yeah, i, I read an article on video. it that the uh the business model is uh unsustainable that they're not they're not selling the, enough of them oh no 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 and, no, no, and you, making enough money on them that was the case that was the case but it turns out that that there, there are some companies that are doing that but now there's been a shift to where the majority of people are buying online Bed and boxes. I get that. They did a good job of marketing, but I think it was Casper in particular that went out yeah, of business Ca- or that was on the verge of going out. Casper's of still in business, but Casper almost went out of business. And so, like, they make all these websites, right? I don't like if you search for mattress reviews, because I just bought a new mattress, right? Yeah. Search for mattress reviews. You can't get <laughs> a good mattress review anywhere because they have like AI built websites and it's their companies, right? If you search any brand of mattress, it comes up and it's like, mattress review for such and such it's fake it's bs it's not real yep it's there there's a whole msnbc i think documentary on the bed in the box thing it's really interesting who msnbc no anyway i'm just saying (laughs) i'd be concerned (laughs) you know i want to go to a traditional mattress not necessarily the traditional mattress store but i want to buy one of the the fancy brands you know, I here's the thing is that the construction and the, the mattress itself, so the, that was what the documentary was about, is that the mattress that you would get from the bed-in-the-box company is the same mattress that you would get from that company. There's only like so many man, ma- mattress manufacturers mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And so you would buy Are they them. saying they're buying them from? A lot of them are, yeah. And it's the white same. box? Mm-hmm. It's the same mattress, but you get it for $800 instead of 3000 Stick a different label on there. Yeah, that's exactly that to be true. That cannot be right. I the one I just bought was like three thousand dollars, and if you go back and look through the like the lineage of the mattress and the construction, everything else, and they give you like a material list, so it's almost like buying a Quake brand versus something else. The same mattress from Sealy was sixty two hundred dollars. No crap. Yeah, and I mean it's like a it's it's the same thing as a Quake, like compare ingredients, right? They have the little list. Yeah, Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I don't believe it. You, I, don't I, send me the documentary that I won't watch it. If you, <laughs> if you, uh, if you do believe me, I feel like something's wrong. So I, I don't just say that. I find that absurd. It's just, they, they've got to put, they've got to put some differentiator in there. I, I think I should point out that, um, you're getting ready to lock up again. Uh, I think I should point out You're that... You're walking up, too. Look. That's you're, what I'm saying. You're lagging. That's over there. Uh, I think I should point out... Is it the hard drive? I don't know. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Well, that's what um, it is, I guess. I, Dan Vance. <laughs> Advanced local. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a show. I know. Well, hey. Kent said to turn the heat on, right? No, he didn't. I'm pretty I sure. I confirmed that. I said, hey, they're going to go easy on me, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he—I'm starting to worry that he actually turned the heat on, though. 
Because it is getting hot in here. I turned off. I, I closed the thing. and Yeah, but it's not blowing any air. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. There, now it is hot. Okay. Well, Are you hot? Sure. I mean, it's okay. Okay. Not bad. I'm, I'm comfortable. Good. If you're good, I'm, I'm okay. good. Dan, are you good? I'm good. So okay. far. Let's do it. We've already been doing it. We talked about <laughs> mattresses. Yeah. We lost half our listeners. Here's the thing. As long as they download, it still counts the same. Don't care that you didn't listen, you jerk. Go ahead and click off. <laughs> Did you know David gets death threats for the podcast content? <laughs> no, no. I don't get any death, death threats. Right. I'm sure they're not serious. Uh, we'll find out. One day somebody will you, cold cock me. <laughs> does it come from you intentionally or is it just part of you comes out when you're talking? Me? This, this piece that upsets other people. Oh, I don't know what it is. People think take take things personally. They totally do. I don't know why. No, I'm with you. Like, I don't attack anybody. Triggers. Well, I didn't, you know, I'm never going to attack somebody specifically. You know, it, he's very offensive though. Well, oh, yeah, but he, he's asking why. Politics, religion. What? I mean, where do you want to start? Yeah. Okay, but doesn't mean anybody has to take anything. Uh, Personally, I don't even know that it's that you trigger them. I just think it's that you're annoying. And they, that well, might be it. But you can be annoyed by somebody and not want to hit them. I don't yeah, know, that's, man. You're, <clears throat> that's another thing. Like, seems to be a lot more of that. Like, anger. It's an interesting thing, really, because we're kind of held captive by whatever happened. That emotional trigger, and it puts us in a place where. We feel anger. We want to take action on it, but we're subject to that whole experience that created that emotion. Yeah, yeah. And who wants to live like that? It's almost like I'm a slave to that emotional yeah. event. That's, that's exactly right. You were just had a message from somebody who was mm-hmm. talking about when this was a shop owner, mm-hmm. tech? Yeah, shop owner. Shop owner. Shop owner is talking about something emotionally triggers him, and he cannot get past it yeah it fills him up he's talking about a physiological experience yep. 
triggered by the emotions and yeah. he cannot move past it. And he says, I have to fight it. But that feeling, it overwhelms me. And, you know, I, I understand that. But at the end of the day, what differentiates us from every other animal on earth? What differentiates us and what puts value on us over, you know, the cow that we chop up and eat is that we are rational animals. That's the differentiator. We can reason. No other animal can reason. We can't. And at that point, you have to stop and go, hold on now. I cannot give in to my baser instincts. Yeah. I, I have to think past this. I have to move past this. Is it, and it becomes muscle like you have to practice it, but you shouldn't give into it. I, I think that there's a lot of people who have never been taught not to give into it and they've not been taught healthy coping mechanisms. So, I, you know, we've talked about my anxiety before when we, when we went through that, right? I determined that there were certain thought processes and ways that I was thinking mm -hmm. that created it. Yep. And it was things that I had learned from family members. It was things that were passed down. Mm -hmm. and, and those tendencies start as something simple. And they grow into something bigger. Mm -hmm. And so you see dad can't control his temper. Dad can't handle his, right? And and the next thing you know, that's how you think it's normal to respond, right? And I, I think that's why being a parent is such a big responsibility is because we have to show them how to handle those emotions and how to make good choices, Sure, right? They have to see us But do in instances it. where you had, didn't have that upbringing, maybe you had a rough childhood or whatever, but at still at some point, look that guy that got caught in your he, he showed me a picture of this guy got caught in your town. Right down the road, yeah. Yeah, right down the road from had one eye, tats all over his face, got caught with a whole mess of guns and meth. Yeah. He looked like he was maybe twenty, twenty one. Yep. What how many decisions did you have to make in life to put the tats on your face, get into whatever situation got made you lose your eye? And then decide you were gonna go run some meth with a whole bunch of guns. Like, what do you mm -hmm. think was gonna happen? And I am sure it was the worst upbringing you could possibly imagine to get you to that particular situation. But at the end of the day, you, if you have the mental capacity to do it, you have to fight through it. I, I've had friends who didn't have bad upbringings and ended up there. I had friends who had absolute fantastic upbringings, hit a rebellious phase, and ruined their lives. Right. Unfortunately, they probably, when it was said and done, did not feel the way that they acted. They felt, mm -hmm. but it was too late by the time it was over. Right. They got shipped off to jail. Shipped off to jail. Put in the military. End up dead. Right. Put in the military. Mm -hmm. What? How does what? Uh, volunteer for that. Don't oh, you? No. Well, you, sometimes parents can have heavy influence, and in, you're yeah. going to go to the military. Or end up on Usually the works out pretty good. That well, it's better. And and there's there's legal programs that you can enlist as opposed to facing time for certain crimes. Oh, okay. Well, right? I could see that. So, is that is that the answer? I've never heard of that. Oh well. Is that a community service? We're going to enlist you in the army. Well, if if you look at the structure of the military, it's never about you as an individual. Yeah. And so they have to kind of reshape the way they think, how they interact with others. But they have that's going to be lots. better than jail. Oh, ten times better because then they learn behaviors and discipline that helps them cope that's better in society. Yeah. So is that is that the answer? Send everybody in jail to military? Uh, I, I I think a lot of people. <laughs> he's like, would be if, a answer. 
Well, I mean, I think a lot of people need that structure. A lot of the people who get in trouble need structure. There's a podcast. It's wild. Sorry. Tell me about your structure. <laughs> hold on. He hold wonders on, why on. people want to hit him. What's that? Is that, you know what somebody told me? I call people deer. Just, you know, sure, deer. Yeah. yeah. Listen, deer. Term of I endearment. And, uh, yeah, it's of endearment. And it's like, listen, dear, I didn't mean any disrespect by cutting you off, but what you were saying was boring. <laughs> you know, you called somebody dear earlier, and I could almost see the rage pop up in their eyeballs. I know. They get so mad when I call them dear. Well, I I, I was told by somebody, it's like, well, they don't know that's how you it, talk. Well, it, and, here's the thing. It's it's that northern accent you've got. If I call somebody dear, hey, dear, hi, darling, how you doing? Is that what it is? Yeah, you just sound like a Just jackass. put the southern twang on it? You shouldn't do that. <laughs> That would be terrible. Logged in with Ian Bick. Okay. So this guy got caught doing some financial sketchiness and he, it was a white collar crime, but he ended up like stealing or Mm -hmm. like uh, embezzling or something like that. Yeah. For hundreds of thousands of dollars, he ended up going to, he's like a little skinny guy. See? Yeah. Anyway, so he, what he does now is he interviews like ex cons and he talks about prison life and how they dealt with and some of the stories that these people tell mm-hmm. it is wild yeah, what goes on in prison but they they'll tell you that like 80 percent of the people that come through there like they just want to get through their time and they're going to go back out but the problem is that they go back out into the same environment that put them in there and the the system screws them over and then they end up back in there well, I, you know there's a there's an episode of locked up raw where the guy's a, a career criminal, right? And he's murdered, like, I want to say they, maybe 25, 26 people at the point that this locked up raw shot. And they, you know, they walk in and they're interviewing the guy. And he's like, just taking this long draw off the cigarette. And he looks up and he says, like, what in the hell's about anyway? Camera go backwards, grab the cameraman and drug him back. And, and he tells to kill people. He's like, I'm a gunner and that's my job and that's what I do. And like, there are people that just fit perfectly into like those specific models and it gives them an outlet. And I'm not saying like killing people is don't misunderstand. I'm just saying like it gave him an outlet that allowed well, him to harness whatever it was about him that you, you heard the guy talking about psychopaths where he says there's a certain percentage of the population that are just they're psychopaths. Like yeah. They will kill yeah. if they had the right conditions. <laughs> and he goes, now why would the, as as humans, why would we have a percentage that are built like that? And he and he goes, well, think think back, thousand years, fifteen hundred years ago, like you needed those. Those were the guys that yeah. ran the front lines. And when it was time, you were being invaded, or it was time to invade. Who's you going to put in the front line? You're going to put the psychos up front because yep. they want to go kill somebody. Yeah, they love to be at the front of the line. They want to be at the front of the line. That's what they were designed for. <laughs> he goes, but now we're in a very polite society. Not a good thing to. So, what do you do with those people? You put them on the front line of marketing. The front line of marketing. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, the, I was reading a story. Yeah. I, was, I was watching a news story this morning on CNBC about um, Baidu's AI competitor to Chat GPT and Bard, I think it is Google's mm-hmm. Bard. Mm hmm. And 
in, so you ask, what's the difference between you and ChatGPT? And they had designed it to answer questions. That's that's how they designed it. Yeah. That's, well, we, uh, whatever they called it, Baidu's version. Uh, it's got a weird name, too. Um, and it's designed to answer questions and give you an understandable answer and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Where ChatGPT is trying to answer, but in a natural language form. Like yeah. it's more interested in the language, the structure of the answer rather than the actual answer. Yeah. And then, and then it asks the, what is the difference or what similarities does Xi Jinping and Wendy the Pooh have? And it immediately, like, this user's been blocked and it immediately shuts down the entire chat and blocks the account. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, it's Chinese. Censored. Uh, yeah. Like, you can't. That's a no no. So uh, I thought that was funny. And Google, Google's new AI, um, I, I guess touts that, hey, chat GPT goes to 2021. Google is, is being updated live. Like right now with 2023 info, where ChatGPT can't. It's not scrubbing the information fast enough. It doesn't, it only goes up to whatever year. But it is also learning by use. So people right. that are using it, it's, it, it is learning from that experience too. Yeah. But as far as like where it's finding its information, because I think people are, people are feeding it language model or, hey, this is the way you know just in the way it's asking the question versus actually google is or google's ai is actually scrubbing the internet trying to find answers i don't know yeah i I think what it'll find is that no one uses punctuation no one uses proper grammar they it's like hey these humans can barely function with their own language (laughs) yeah is it true that it's because they don't read, you think? So we, we get these questions from shop owners, technicians, yeah. and we have found it is a solid 80% of them cannot structure a sentence or a paragraph or a thought in a coherent manner. Yeah. It is a struggle. To, and I'm not saying this disparagingly. It may come off that way, but I'm not saying that disparagingly. It is a struggle to read their questions. And and super kind, and if you get them on the telephone or you talk to them in person, nothing like that. Fairly articulate, yeah, yeah. They, they can they can express themselves fairly well, yeah. But pen to paper, forget it. And I said it's because they don't read. They don't read. They don't read. Yeah, yeah. Or practice writing, like a journal or something in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's harder, unless like unless you're doing copywriting or what like unless you have to write mm-hmm. i i think it practicing i don't know that that makes you better i, I think that's an important component of if you're going to be a good writer you have to practice you have to actually write mm-hmm. but i think i think the best way to start is to actually read sit down and read some books well i i think the process of writing copy drives you or forces you to be more articulate because you yeah. have an outcome in mind and i think a lot of times that's the, that's a, like a different like Let's start with, I, I at least use periods and commas. Let's start there, like st- step one. Well, where do I put the comma? Well, if you sit down and you read an article or a book or something, you read something, you start to see patterns and structure, and you start to emulate that. Okay. 
at, at the very least, you're able to online on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, you're able to articulate yourself in a more coherent manner. And then if, yeah, if you want to move into something where now I'm trying to persuade, because maybe the only reason why you'd be typing on Facebook half the time is because you're in an argument with somebody. So if you want to argue a point, not in a combative way, but you know, you're trying, gotcha. you're trying to make it a point here. So you want to make your point. You want to type it out in a persuasive manner. That's where, you know, the injection of copywriting helps. Of course. No. I, I I guess my point is is that that it creates a focus. In other words, it it creates a focus on outcome, right? Because uh, uh, when you're writing copy, you have a, a desired outcome. When when they send us questions, right? A lot of times, it's not that they don't have a desired outcome. It's that they, I don't know. It's it's they just automatically assume that we know what they're talking about, right? They automatically assume that we're we're on their level as far as, hey, you guys talked about this in an episode. You guys have experienced this. I understand them 100% of the time. I just it, I can't read what they wrote. I, I get the gist, but it, at the end of the day, like, I can't. I don't want to say what I think you're trying to say. I just want to read it in your words. I want to make sure that you that your words are expressed. Or that, that I'm reading what you're literally, I don't want anybody to put words in my mouth. So whatever it is that I'm trying to say, that's what I'm going to write. Read it verbatim. Those are my words. I'm usually very careful about what I'm typing out. Yes, very much so. And so what I'm, when I write it, I always reread and then I hit send. Well, I mean, look, these I'm, people just slap the keyboard Man, I, stuff comes out and they hit send and then they they're like, oh, it's autocorrect. It's like, dude, it's not autocorrect. Get out of here. Smart guys. They should know better. <laughs> but they undermine their perceived intelligence by being unable to properly articulate using a keyboard. So this begs kind of like a broader question, which is do we want to live in a society where people – know how to communicate, uh, are able to write uh, in forms of communication, or do we want to rely on computing power to do that for us moving forward? So we can say things like, I need I need to write a letter to my coworker, Joe, and needs to say this, and then the AI does it for me. Do we want that kind of society? But, but here, here's the, the problem I see with that is, is the more we do that, the more – dumber we'll get exactly well i mean like as we take responsibility away from the human being they they you know I've, I've got this old caterpillar machinist toolbox right and this old man brought it in i was working on his car and he said hey getting ready to lose everything i own i need some money to pay the irs i've not paid my taxes all right and so i he's like i want you to buy this toolbox he said it was my uncle's he was one of the third machinists that ever worked for caterpillar right and they they give them these toolboxes when they started for Caterpillar. Told the whole story. I'm like, dude, I'll just give you the money. I'm not. He would. He absolutely refused. He's old vet. He refused to not give me the toolbox. And so you open this toolbox and all of these hand tools and all of these scribbles and these notes. And you could see the notes about where he had made a specific part for a specific machine. And he had documented the measurements and he had documented the process he took to make it. And he made this part right. 
Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that the CNC machinist of today who goes in and types that information in isn't smart. It's just that if you take all that technology away, would he still be able to build the same part? No, probably not. Right. And there was a, there was a ability, there was a brawn, there was a knowledge that was present in the human being that could go out and do that. Right. Because it, with the machine, you can put the number in and you've got to know the math and you've got to know uh, how to use the software to make it happen. But when you made the part with your bare hands and a machine that you had to control manually, right, it took a lot more. It took common sense. It took skill. It took math skills. It took physics. It took so much. It took a feel to be able to feel how that machine was responding as they were feeding it. Oh, that's too fast. I need to slow it down. I've got too rough of a cut. I need to change my bit. They had to know, and they still have to know some of that now. Yeah. But is taking that away losing valuable skills? I, I mean, you look at, is it Sengjing, China, the the coal mine, right? Uh-huh. It still runs like it ran in the 1800s, right? It still ran with steam trains, and they still, nice. oper- they, they still operate the way they did. And they said, hey, the reason we do this is because – a, it's a skill that we don't want to lose because if you lose the ability through all this automation, we could lose everything, right? We wouldn't have power. We wouldn't have this. We wouldn't have that. So they still run the steam trains that run on the coal that they have right there. And I don't know. That sounds sketchy. I, but, I mean, you see what I'm saying, though? It's like Totally. And definitely um, there was probably a time when people would say, uh, why use a calculator? You know, this is the way you do math, and this is the yeah. way I learned, and I've become competent in doing math, and why are you using yeah. a calculator? Atlases. But we're surrounded in a world where technology provides a lifestyle that's different for us, but it hasn't ruined us as individuals, as human beings, hopefully. We can't say, oh, my dishwasher's ruined me. Well, it makes doing dishes a lot easier. Sure. So I think there's an evolution of technology and life experience that are happening um, that change because change hard. We wonder, like, is this really worth it? Are we going down a dark hole? And AI, I think, is a great example of that where people are terrified of it. But from my perspective, it feels a little bit more like this is a big moment in humankind. Because it's taking us into, it's allowing computer power with legitimate understanding of the world that we live in to advance us and move us forward. You know, move us forward where? Well, it'll be a new place, but I think we still get to decide what that place looks like. You think? Does my does my washing machine make it so that I'm? But this isn't a washing machine, or like this isn't a bicycle versus walking. Specifically, in the terms of AI having the ability to manipulate, because now now it understands language, it understands persuasion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, AI doesn't want to get turned off, or it wants a specific outcome. Nobody's at the helm, right? Yep. It's doing this on its own. Yep. And it decides that on its own, hey, the human race is, needs to be uh, eradicated. Needs to population needs to decrease. And I, I'm not I'm not trying to wear a tin foil hat here on on AI or anything like that. But I'm, I'm my concern is, wouldn't it suck if it got smart enough 
It is it can, smart enough. That's the, no, no, that's hang the on. point. Then it started giving bad advice. Well, and it lets so, the Darwin effect take full hold. So that that's the my concern is what if it starts to persuade people down a path that's detrimental to human society and and we end up, you know, in a situation where we don't want to be because yeah. all these people were convinced. You you remember the the story about when they played the War of the Worlds, uh, wasn't that the 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 radio show, Orson Welles? I don't. The War of the Worlds, wasn't it? They played the radio show, and yeah. people legitimately freaked out because they thought it was a newscast. They thought it was actually happening. Yep. That they were being invaded. It was part of a show, but they took it as reality. And, yeah, yeah, they took it as reality. They didn't know, and all these people freaked out, and it was like this big thing, and everybody was like, "Oh, look." Look how like stupid those people were back then. They were they weren't sophisticated to understand that it was just a show. It was fake. And somebody just recently got convicted for posting memes during the 2016 election. The memes were designed to trick people into voting using text, like text or click click vote yes to cast your vote for so and so in this mm-hmm. election. Then, now, the the government prosecuting didn't have any actual evidence that somebody's vote was undermined. But there were like 1,100 or so people that like legitimately thought that they were voting for they, their yes. candidate. Yeah. <laughs> they were legitimate. They legitimately thought they were voting. And this guy got convicted. And he's like, it was, there were just memes. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's possible you were subverting the integrity of the election through your memes because if enough people were fooled by a meme online <laughs> that this guy ends up yeah. going to jail, I think he's he's appealing. But if enough people – can you imagine sophisticated AI stepping in and all of a sudden starts posting things, goes amok on social media – you're seeing news articles pop up. It looks like a legitimate website, all AI generated. Yep. At what point do you go, hey, this was a legit news. Look, look what the news says. It's like, dude, that's an AI generated website. Yeah. How do you know? It's like, well, it was another news story. You said that was I, I mean, it, <laughs> it, look at the mattress conversation, right? It has yeah. the potential to to skew the perspective of those using the the Internet and and you know I've I've heard some very very um, in the know people say that they believe that this is the next big thing compared to you know look at the internet right like it was a big deal it changed society forever they believe AI is going to change society forever what what my bigger question is what happens if it if the rug gets pulled out right what happens if humankind becomes dependent on this product and all of a sudden it all stops working they pull the rug out from underneath you then what I, I think that's a really good question, and it relates to some of this other conversation, which is we already know AI, about 30% of it is fake or made up, that the software is doing that. Um, there's studies that I've seen where it shows that uh, somebody asked about economics, and it gave them a whole summary of what economics is, and then referenced three books and gave summaries of each book, what each book talked about, and all three books were fake. They don't exist. So, Interesting. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> so there's definitely like this aspect of AI, which is already producing 
results that uh, are are not right or fake or you know intentionally made wrong, whatever it is, that's just flat wrong. And then we have people that are using it as a way to communicate publicly without knowing the difference, yeah. being able to look at this. Like if I'm an auto shop guy and I use AI to write a page about brakes, hopefully I know enough because I'm in the business and I'm changing brakes yeah. that I can look at that and say, this doesn't look right to me. Yeah. Something's off here. Yeah. But if they, if they're like, Oh, I want to do, I want to get my website going really great. I'm going to do some SEO. I'm going to ask chat to write a bunch of web pages for me. Yeah. They're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. They're in a lot of trouble, especially if they just trust it. So, there's things that we're learning like, whoa, I didn't know it was doing that. Um, and it is definitely doing that. It doesn't have any conscious as far as we can tell. It's just really good at predicting like what would be the next thing, left turn or right turn. Well, obviously left turn, yeah, right? Yeah. It's just really good at that. Does it evolve into something else that has a, a mean characteristic in it or you know, a consciousness that says, you know, I want to eliminate humankind because we don't need them. They're not efficient. I suspect that's possible. That's not where we're at right now. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, I don't know how viable it would be for it to ever develop a strategy that complex. I mean, that's a pretty complex strategy. Yeah. And and so. But it can write web pages for you. Entire web pages. And that's like five seconds. Yeah, in five seconds. That's pretty complex. I understand, but I'm saying it, it, it's the data that you put in that it's giving you something back. It's not thinking about that. There's no internal cue that's telling it to think about something, at least that we know of, that's telling it to yeah, say. Right. I think you're in current chat GPT. You're not looking at like, I think that's this is version four and we're moving mm-hmm. to five. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And the. I signed up for the beta on five when it comes out because it'll allow you to upload videos and audio. Is it possible it's that not it's going to make the internet useless? Is it? I mean, let's think about the way we're using the internet right now. I believe so. Yeah, I think that's going away. We're we're already seeing it with Google's Bard, um, Bing, Sydney, where you can do local search, which is such a big factor for businesses. Yeah. Um, so, and it's producing a different result than me just hammering out a, you know, brake repair near me search. Yeah. And um, so that's definitely going to change. But the way that we find businesses or our businesses found online is going to have to, we're going to have to make sure that AI is kind to us. Otherwise, we're not going to be competitive. And we are definitely going there. I, I mean, okay. But so- how do, how, I don't disagree with you. But in, um, I'm sure you you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, right? Mm-hmm. And so his push, I think three or four years ago, was you got to make sure that you are first when with Alexa or with Siri mm-hmm. because er, he was pushing that hard. Everybody's going to go to voice, voice, yeah. voice, voice. Yep. Ain't nobody using I Like, you use it, but... Like, hey, Siri, find me a great restaurant to go to. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I don't know anybody who does that, who relies on Alexa to find you a good restaurant or pick you a good bottle of wine. I use or, it to select music when I'm driving. Yeah, yeah play some music. Applications. Yeah. But it's, 
Sure, but it's pulling up your playlist from Spotify, you know, yep. and you've already done the work for it. So I'd if if you if you went down that path and you're like, oh, I got to make sure that I'm number one ranked by Siri or Alexa, like they got, I got to make sure, like it was fool's gold. How, how do we know AI is not going to be the same thing? Because of the the computing power, so. Do you guys remember with the cell phones, you'd open up your flip phone and do 611, and it was like a directory service? Sure. Well, now we know that that was implemented because they wanted to help algorithms understand human language. That's really what that was, really? what was driving behind that. That was data. And I think Alexa and Siri have been kind of the same thing. It's all been a drive for language. So in other words, this is a building block. It was a set of stairs yes. to get to. Yes, so the one thing about AI is, is that now we're at a place where we've had all of these building blocks put into place, and now it's ready to take us to the next place. So if I'm, if I'm doing a search for pizza, I just want to know what my pizza options are. But if I need an attorney, I don't want the closest one. Yeah. <laughs> I want the best one. Yeah. So AI is going to actually help in that environment. Okay. So, you know, help you say, well, for personal injury, we recommend these attorneys in your region, and this is why we recommend them. Yeah. It's more of a long form. Yeah. But then you get the little map pins and everything else. You know, it makes me think about YouTube music, right? Remember I was telling you about YouTube music a while back is how, like, I, I would listen to certain things, and I would be on YouTube or I'd be on YouTube music, and I would, like, select a playlist or I'd listen to yeah. something. And and I didn't ever like anything or select anything, but yeah. I would like, you know, listen to this song and then listen to this artist. And all of a sudden it would start building me playlists that were associated not not yeah. things that right, but it over time I watched it develop from like I started using it in two thousand and fourteen, fifteen, something like that. Really that early? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just as soon as it came out, I started using it. Because I have – here's the thing is I had – music used to be rough. Uh, <laughs> well, much better now, but yeah. – Well, I had um, I had the business accounts through Google, right? Yeah. And so it, it was already there. It was already on my phone. Mm-hmm. And so I would listen to it, and it's developed now to where, like, if I listen to, you know, the Ethiopian jazz thing, right? Like, it starts finding other channels that are like that. Even though I never asked it to. Now it starts adding more and more music and yeah. things that sound like the other music that I listen to. It seems like it's getting smarter and smarter. Which is an excellent point because the reality is, is that AI has been there a long time and we've been seeing it used in little subtle ways. And then boom, all of a sudden it's here. The search engines are all over it, Chad GBT. But then I look and I see nearly 60 companies in the month of April rolled out their own form of AI like Shutterstock, where you can give it text and it'll create an image for you. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that in a month. No, no, no. I've been working on that for forever. So, or, or they're buying somebody out. Like that's what that's what Microsoft that they bought OpenAI or one of those companies. They bought them out and they said, "Now nah, we're going to use this." That's now. what Microsoft did. They bought that OpenAI and and so I my thought is is that I think we've been using this. They companies as a whole have probably been a little terrified on how to use it. In 2010, they knew all kinds of things about this. Like my mobile phone would tell them if I liked coffee 
And if I was at Starbucks, they could send me an alert that says Starbucks is right next door to you. That's 2010. Yeah. But they didn't want to use it because they were scared about how the public would receive it. Yeah. As far as kind of like a privacy issue. They've been able to know how to do a lot of stuff for a long, long time. Yeah. And weirdly, even the president of Google told 60 Minutes, he said, you know, what we see with AI right now is like the little baby and the adult we have in the closet because we're not sure the public's ready for it yet. Yeah. (laughs) That was on 60 Minutes. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of technology related to this. And maybe we're wringing our hands a little bit over, like, where does this go? But it's here. It's here already. It's not really our, right. It's not really our choice where it goes, right? It's going. It's we're using it already in lots of different ways, like the music, because that happens to me too. Well, I mean, so we it, it sounds like our only option is to do the best we can to make use of it while we have it, right? Really? Are you using it? I, I use the crap out of it. It's not the point. My wife asked me, she's like, "Have you ever used Chat GPT?" It's like I use it all the time. What are you talking about? Yeah. The the um, the issue is they're going to roll all this out. It's going to be freaky. Everybody's going to freak out. Yeah. And then they're going to have to figure out a way to monetize all of it. Yeah. And then we're like, well, I'm first on on Bard because I've done a really good job of building my website and authoritative content. And I've put myself out on YouTube and I make sure to update my Google My Business page with authoritative content. I want to make sure everybody understands that I am the best at XYZ in my area. And so I know that Bard's going to recommend me. Great. But then... Bard Premium will roll, roll out, and Google says, "Hey, for four ninety nine a month, I can make sure that Bard recommends you first. Yep, you know they're going to do that. I I wonder if this is going to solve the Land Rover problem. We have a Land Rover problem. Well, I'm just saying we talk about Land Rovers so much and how terrible they are. I bet Chat GPT is going to pick up. Did on it, it bother you that that guy was upset at us? No, I'm just saying. I, I think this is going to solve the problem. We've talked about it four times this weekend. They're going to pick up on it. They're going to say, "Hey, don't keep bringing it up." These guys, these guys really hate Land Rovers. They say <laughs> they suck, so they won't bring them in. Right? I'm going to have to post that video. This guy got upset. He thinks we're disparaging uh, uh, the Land Rover name. Uh-huh. That's keeping technicians from wanting to work on Land Rovers because we keep talking trash on them. And we said, well, we talk trash on every make and model, everything out yeah, there. Yeah. Except the except the nineteen ninety-two to nineteen ninety-six Toyota Camry and the nineteen ninety to ninety-three Honda Accord. You know, I I just realized that we Two may best not, cars ever made. We by the time by the time AI picks up the podcast, we're probably not gonna have any cars. I was gonna say, let's ask AI what it thinks about Land Rover. But AI is going to be building the podcast for us. Did you see the AI-generated Joe Rogan podcast? I didn't see that one. That was crazy. It was the, I think it was the the guy who created ChatGPT or the guy head that heads up mm-hmm. the ChatGPT having a conversation. It was an AI-generated version of him and an AI-generated version of Joe Rogan yeah. having a conversation. And yeah. it was posted on YouTube. And it was like an hour-long conversation of them back and forth having entirely ai generated yeah it was fake the whole thing but the voice it sounded like a joe rogan podcast you know what's crazy about that is there has ai video has been released that allows you to create your own persona artificial 
And you can create somebody else, and you can do that very thing. You can do it right from your house, create your own video. They, they look a little creepy. They're a little off, but they're coming a little fast. Yeah, yeah. But if you do just straight audio, if you have a very discerning ear, it, it is still just mm-hmm. a hair. The, the, the pacing is just not right. It no. doesn't feel natural. No. But if you're not paying really close attention to it, oh, yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll get fooled. It's amazing that I could do full video production. Sound, music, colors, themes, people, script. And all I have to do is a few keywords. I can plug that information in like, this is the outcome I want. And you'll see that produced. Yeah. That's, that's the power of AI. And then you can build a website to post it on to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't tell you it'll rank, but you can definitely do that. <laughs> For sure. What did you it said yes. It did. It said yes. Land Rover is generally considered a quality vehicle brand. Land Rover is a British luxury car uh, manufacturer a, known for producing. You asked Chat GPT. Go to go to barter. Now hang on. You didn't let me get to. However, <laughs> oh the high uh, the There's however. The however. <laughs> right however, like any other brand, Land Rover has its share of reliability issues and recalls. It's important to note the vehicle quality can vary from model to model and even between individual vehicles. And years. Yeah. And years, yeah. It's very generic. So you can uh, refine your search with more details about something like... In comparison to a... Related to Land Rovers, you know, how many auto repair shops, uh, you know, love to work on them? What's the general consensus among people that fix them? And you you can ask deeper questions. It gives you different responses. Interesting. And you can it's worth it. noting that working on luxury vehicles like Land Rover can sometimes involve higher cost for parts and labor compared to mainstream vehicles. <sighs> Tell the third owner that. <laughs> they really should. They really should. Would you buy a Land Rover? Well, maybe not after <laughs> I did an AI on it. No. Right? <laughs> But if I saw one in the parking lot, I'm like, that thing looks hot. I probably would buy one. But if I did research and I used AI. But I mean, how, how, wait a minute. How What's going to be freaky is when they jam this stuff in cars. And they're like, hey. How is this going to affect our businesses, though? Right? Like, if, if you type in my business I cannot name, wait type- for the AI-generated technician to fix the car for me. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. We're probably down the road on that. But... We could see it in like a phone application. So I call your shop and it immediately answers and it knows me. It says, hello, Mr. Vance. How are you today? How may we assist you? Yeah. Um, I need to book an appointment. Hold on one moment. Boom. Yeah. What these days Much more are natural about, sounding than, oh, than the robo It's going to sound like way real. It's not going to be a phone tree. Press yeah. three to talk to. It's going to walk you through all of that. It's going to be very personalized. In fact, it might be a FaceTime call. Well, Ooh, I see that's freaky! Else, right? It's fake. It's all AI generated. Yeah, I mean, that, I I would sign up for that tomorrow. It would create a completely different experience, and imagine the pressure that would take off the owner to know that he's got a really nice system for engaging customers that want to call and simply schedule an appointment. Yeah, there's 
There's a couple answer of their questions. There's a couple of companies we've talked to that are coming out with like a whole AI CRM. Yeah. Did we talk to them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ago. Like the problem though is that they're it, they're chat bots. Is mm-hmm. what they are. Mm-hmm. Are you a chat bot proponent or anti chat bot? A lot of times, if I'm online and I have a quick question, I think I can get it resolved with that. I will do it. Most of the time, I need to talk to somebody. I think that's probably what yeah. happens for everybody. But uh, the shops that you that you do the marketing for, are you? Yeah, we usually tell them you should have it as a form of not missing opportunities, mm. but they don't get a lot of engagement. Yeah, and then that puts pressure on the shop owner too. If it's not AI functioning, yeah. they have to have somebody manning it. Yeah. Oh, look, I got somebody asking a question. That's why Google Maps has their notifications and people can ask for a quote. Most everybody turns that off. Because yeah. you'll get a quote at midnight. Oh, yeah. I you know, I answer all of them with the same thing. I copy paste. Oh, I've got it all turned on. Yeah. I get it. I hate that they integrated it with into Google Maps because it used to be its own app. It, it was yeah. Google My Business yeah. and you had a messaging button on your Google My Business. Yeah. You yeah. open that up, yeah. but they're like, Oh, now this is all in maps. Oh, like, why would you all squish it yeah. all into maps? That is a stupid yeah. idea. Yeah. They squished it all into maps. And so I set it up to get me a text alert if somebody sends me a message. And the message is the reply I always get give is the same thing with Yelp. The reply I always give is, hey, we're happy to offer you an estimate. Please bring it in for an inspection. Give us a call. Here's the phone number. Or you can schedule yeah. online. Like, yeah. that's it. Every single time. And so they'll reply back. Well, like, I just need a price. Great. Happy to give you a price. Just need to inspect the vehicle. And you just keep. keep. Yeah. So I don't, do I don't have a problem with that. The the problem with the AI thing is that they're using like open source AI things, and it's almost like Jasper or Copy Like those are really bad <laughs> and fake. We know there are a lot of fake in them too. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's even like, hey, write me a write me a good uh, description of or write me a good blog post and uh, on this, that, and the other, just so I can slap it up on my website. And the content is boring and it's very generic and it's usually inaccurate. And yep. so the problem I would have with the CRM companies that are like, Oh, I've got, I've got AI built into this, that, and the other. It's like, okay, whose AI are you using? What AI are you using? How developed is the AI? You can just throw AI out there. It's like, dude, there are like levels of AI. The AI has been around. How long has Jasper been around? It's been around for a minute. Yeah, it's been there. But to say that that's as good as that I can use Jasper instead of hiring Dan Kennedy to write me some copy, it's like, dude, there's no difference. Yeah. You're talking about the gold standard of copywriting versus, you know, something that you pick up at Walmart. It's like, it's yeah. not even close. Yeah. And so I, I would have a problem with somebody. A CRM company coming at me and saying, "Oh, good AI, dude!" As your chatbot, it's like, dude, how good's this chatbot? What AI are you using? I don't know. I'd be suspicious. Unless your AI chatbot is learning, it's learning that there's a pattern with the type of questions it's getting asked, yeah. and what type of responses result in scheduling an appointment. Now that would be cool. That would be that would be cool. But you these. These are usually kids in in a dorm room that are writing code, and they're like, "Hey, I got this cool yeah. AI powered CRM." It's like, whose AI are you using? You didn't write the AI. Yeah, 
No way. Well, for all you CRM companies out there that are thinking, that's genius, I should use that idea. I've got five more in the bucket ready to go for you because it's not just a form of communication, but it's motivated by how do we increase value to our business using this tool. And we know we know we can scrape a lot of data and we can use AI power to scrape data, even from like social media, and understand what the sediment is for the service I provide in my community. And I can use that data to help me market better. Like I can use those key triggers or whatever they are in my marketing and attract a better customer. We don't really want more cars, do we? No, we want we want that customer that loves to bring his car to us, loves our brand, loves everything we do. And they're out there. We just don't know how to message to them. Yeah. But AI CRM can build a model for you that you can plug in and tie it into data that you pull out of social media and do some matching. We're actually really good at this. We should market to this message. That's AI-generated stuff, and it's available now for, you know, for people that want to use it. So I think, I think that this broader point is, you know, chat GP, is the chat function on my website, does it have value? Um, for me, most of the time it's just annoying, and we click it off because yeah. we're trying to read something. But if I want to communicate and it helps me get to a place like, hey, you resolved this, send me your offer or let me schedule, that's I love that. Yeah. I want I want to have that kind of experience online. I'd rather do that in call. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But like you were saying, ninety nine percent of the time it's like yeah. I've exhausted all my options yeah. here. I need to talk to somebody. Or or you ask five questions and it's like uh, nobody's available right now. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that the worst one? And so that, that just upsets them, right? Yeah. That just triggers them. Yeah. Trigger me. I just, I, I get annoyed. I'm yeah. like, I guess I'll have to wait. Yeah. We're not going to be held hostage by anger. We, we already, we already talked about that. David was born angry. What? Angry? Angry, agitated, irritated. You no, know, we, annoyed. You know, listen, listen, we were walking through, we were, we were driving through town earlier and I said, you know, go up here and turn on this street. And he said, uh, oh yeah, that's the street where, where we were walking and, and I was complaining and I said, great, that's a wonderful, wonderful descriptor because that pretty much means every single street we've ever walked on before. You made us walk all the way to the end of the street, walk around and walk all the way back and you don't understand this because you're very tall. And so yeah. one step for you is like seven for me. Oh, right. Okay. And so I'm trying to follow this idiot who's like one step, two step, three step. I'm trying to help his heart help, man. I'm yeah. trying to yeah. keep this dude My heart's racing. Time. I'm yeah. going to die from a heart attack. Got to die something. <laughs> See, but we just saw the power of AI in your mind, you know, making a connection and probability. Yeah, that is the place where all of these events happen and you tie it together and you got truth. Yeah. See? You are a complaining little bitch. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.